0: Just a blue head country trader, feminist race baiter, rapino ronado, potato, potato, equal pay. I think not, oh, bitches ain't the woke lotto.
1: Liberal at a football game.
2: Love that we're checking for guns. Can we also check for COVID? Are the better teams ever forced to give points to the bad teams? They should look into that. Did he just say special teams? Finally, some women. Did you see how big those suites are? They could definitely house refugees. Why don't you house them? No. This is such a violent sport. Really reinforces toxic masculinity soldier feel. Chinese authorities have changed the ending of a Bible story. The story claims Jesus is a sinner and even that he killed a woman. This as China is expected to renew a deal with the Vatican. NTD's Juliet Song. Even something as silly as throat size, men have on average a 40 percent larger throat, which sounds like it's nothing. But when you're grasping for air, that 40% larger throat makes a huge difference in athletic success, not to mention height. Um, You guys know the differences.
3: Ms. Robinson, do you agree with Ms. Gaines that there's a difference between women and men?
2: If the question is about trans women...
3: I'm just asking, is there a difference between women and men?
2: I mean, what I can say is that the NCAA has rules in place. They've had rules in place okay. for the last decade, and when this competition okay, okay, happened, I'm happened, the rules were clear. Do
3: you believe there's a difference between women and men? It, it's a yes-no question. It, is, it, do you believe there's a difference?
2: Oh, I think that we're talking about this case within. the NCAA. No, I'm asking
3: a question. Do you believe there's a difference between women and men? Most I, people could answer this very simply. I, I'm curious if you're willing to do so.
2: Oh, absolutely. I'm just putting into the context. Of the conversation that we're having, I think that there are definitions related to sex. So I'm trying to
3: get a yes or no. I'm not trying to get get a speech. Is there a difference between women and men?
2: I think that there are definitions for biological sex. So you're not answering that. Let me ask you
3: this question then Why do women's sports exist? If you can't define a difference between women and men, why not abolish women's sports and just tell little girls to swim with little boys and see who wins?
2: Oh, I'm simply saying that um, that sex My is different question, than gender. Why and I do, do believe that women's, do women's sports, sports have a great exist?
3: value. I mean, Senator, I'll m- tell m- you right Ms. now. Ms. Robinson, please answer the question I'm asking you. Absolutely. Why do women's sports exist?
2: I think that there are so many positive benefits to sports. But I mean, why have a separate category for today. women?
3: If, if, you, if there's no difference between women and men, why to have women's sports?
2: I'm saying that there's a difference between sex and gender and that the NCAA has rules in place which they.
1: I, I'm sorry I can't listen anymore <laughs> that it, it goes on forever. So I'm not sure what I'm most upset about whether uh, the the fact that we're paying for this as as taxpayers for them to have hearings where nothing gets done or the fact that she can't answer the question what's the difference between a man and a woman.
0: I think she was making very valid points that that sounded just just perfect made perfect sense.
1: I mean, it makes me kind of, kind of, kind of questioning what's going on in our government. But I, I question that every day.
0: Um, it feels like forever since we've been doing the show. What just since we did our last show, or yeah, like it seems like it's been a while. It has been a week.
1: Charlie, checking and look at that politically incorrect mechanic who um, obviously tuned in for one reason, one reason only.
0: And I mean, ain't like, us,
1: he never. Oh, he never listens live. <laughs> He's never like, he never works on my car that quick ever. Like, I could bring it in with a thousand dollars and say, Here you go, fix the car, and he wouldn't do it that quick. But because one person happens to be on tonight, um, mm.
0: glad he's such a fan of mine.
1: Yeah, he's a, big fan. <laughs> he's a huge fan. I, we might as well not even waste time because he's already That's here. Right. And, you know, so, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, my friend, I think, but now. My boss, kind of. Uh, Bob France. how are you, my friend?
4: <laughs> you like the uh, personally... Can you hear me okay? I don't know how that's yeah, coming yeah. out. Okay. <laughs> it's a little bit weird in my own headset here. Yeah, you like my personally constructed uh, backdrop? Virtual yes, backup? I do. I, uh,
1: <laughs> I love that. That was the first picture that I was ever forced to take at the uh, other radio station.
4: And I'm glad you put your all into it, because you looked like you prepped for that for a while there. You primped. You got your hair just right. You made sure that cigarette was hanging on it right, just the right angle.
1: (laughs) You could tell that the hair hadn't been washed in approximately three months. And yeah, it it looked
4: good. That is priceless, man. I just, you know what I did? I Googled for worst picture of Seth Williams on the internet, and that was the first one that popped up. So So I'm guessing
1: that you're getting back at me and Chris. This is Chris Aiken, by the way, Bob. Hey, Bob.
4: Chris, good to see you, man. Good, good to, to talk see you. to you. Yeah, yeah,
1: same. You're getting back at me for the picture that is on the uh, the website of you.
4: I can't believe you threw that one up there for crying out loud! I mean, you, I mean, I'm yeah, so if you I'm- have a little promotional picture, like you know, the size on the screen of my picture right now or yours, you know, is fine. But you had that thing full screen. It was like it was like a poster of me and my own face. And I was, <laughs> I don't like my own mirror for Christ's sake. I don't need to see it on a on a, on a computer monitor.
1: People are texting you already. They're happy to have you on. Hey, Michael,
4: how are you? Hey, how come my text didn't go through? I uh, I did a little chat. I mean, I don't know. How, oh, that's a text. I'm sorry. I used the chat function on StreamYard when I saw the politically incorrect mechanic there. Oh, and yeah.
1: It, it went to private chat. I think it says Is that guy's personally responsible for lack of parking in the city of Lakewood. Yeah, that's what
4: I wrote. <laughs> it went to the private chat. Oh, that's why. Okay, so i got to figure out how to do this. Put it huh? in
1: the comments. Yeah, just
4: put it in the comments well It'll where's where's comments here I all I see is uh that chat with the people I don't see where do I put comments
0: what side maybe are you
4: on? I'm, maybe I'm not sub- I'm on the stream guard oh, he's on the site. regular stream yard maybe yeah. you can't
0: maybe that's why yeah you're limited as a guest Yeah, I know I guess <laughs> so
4: I gotta fix I gotta fix my background now watching you in that those circles is giving me a headache can I change yeah. my
0: background while we're live can of I do that? You can. Yeah.
4: Uh, let's see edit name and headline no don't want to do that. Edit <laughs> audio. Don't want to do that. Stop, mic. I don't want to do that. Do you have settings down me.
0: there somewhere? Uh, oh, maybe.
4: Yeah, yo, there it is. Yep. There we go. Here we go. Virtual mm-hmm. background. Let's get to something I'm a little bit more comfortable with. Like, there we go. There, you go. there you go. That's a little better.
1: I chose the end of the world for today. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, by the way. And you know
4: what? And you know what? That montage, that opening montage you played, Seth, if that doesn't underscore the end of the world, I don't know what does. I mean, seriously.
1: Well, that's what, you know, I mean, I want to get into a lot of different things with you, but yeah. one of the things that, you know, I've been talking about for the past couple of weeks, especially since, you know, issue one and everything is that I, I truly believe and you saw the post on Facebook that we are headed in a direction of something big happening. And I, I think it's bigger than just a, an election or a rigged election or whatever. I think there's something big that's going to happen in this country because we're at a tipping point, I believe. Yeah. And I don't know what you think, but I think that we are at a tipping point where literally somebody hates you when you're in the car next to them. And, and we can't live like that. We can't go on like that. The Roman Empire fell. Eventually, this is going to fall.
4: Well, you know, I mean, I I talk about this on a fairly regular basis, as you know, since you joined us. And by the way, it is so freaking awesome that you came across town uh, and, and came over to Salem. I, I'm not, I'm not kidding you, Seth. You are such an asset. You are obviously an asset to the other station for so many years. I loved working with you when when we were both there. But I've been coming this January's 10 years that I've been at WHK now. That's it's crazy. Cra- wow. Yes, it is. It is stupid. And we have done so much since that time. Um, but anyway. To, to your point. Um, yeah. I mean, there is hatred um, because of political beliefs. There used to be, yeah, our side doesn't like your side. I disagree. You disagree. We're going to have to, let's vote it out and see what happens. And you know if it doesn't work, we're going to have to have another election to try to win the next one and all these different things. And we'll debate the merits. And now it's just pure unadulterated hatred. I'll give you an example. I had a guy on Twitter uh, who is just one of these trolls, one of my trolls. I mean, I got a lot of people who hate me. Thankfully, I have a lot of people who love me. It's the nature of the beast. When you do what I do. Yes, it is. And, um, I had a guy who hates me and, and we're, this is pre, uh, last Tuesday leading up into issue one and in the days after issue one, and some of the most vile things you've ever seen somebody could say about somebody. So I just, uh, curiosity once at a blue moon, I'll, all right, who is this clown? So I clicked his, his name and I, and I looked at his little timeline and, there were three separate posts about I don't know a few weeks back, in which he talked about having nothing to live for and talked about ending his life. I'm not joking here at all. This isn't a bit. This isn't a clowning thing. And I, rather than respond to him with you know hatred in response, I just gave him a dude. I uh, paraphrasing as I, I I've since blocked him as of earlier this morning because I said just glanced at your timeline i see from your comments you're going through something something bad i wish you a restoration of health mentally and physically and i wish you nothing but the best of luck um just super positive like that and he responds to there's nothing worse than fake compassion from christian conservatives or something like that jesus And then today he just threw more hate and and just vile, you know, just venomous stuff at me. And I finally even posted it. It's on my Twitter right now. And I said, you know, I I blocked out his name because I don't want to do that to him, although it's public. You know, he's up there. But I blocked out his name and I and I put the three things there that showed what his his, you know, current state of mind is and. I said, I responded with kindness to this individual like what I would with anybody, despite political differences. And I said, I don't block people very often, but um, this guy has earned his block. I, and I tried to reach out in the spirit of just humanity, and and that's what I got in return. So um, that's an example of what you're talking about. Um, when you say something big and something really bad is coming, when that's – How you respond to somebody who is actually trying to offer an olive branch, you know, he was adamantly no on issue one, he's adamantly yes on every progressive, communist, socialist, Marxist idea you can think of, I'm clearly on the other side of that. But when you just reach out to say, "Bruh, looks like you're suffering a lot here. I hope you're okay with whatever your situation is. And the response I get is, yeah, there it is. And that's the stuff that, you know, he wrote. And, uh, you know, again, I blocked his 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 at out and uh, his last name because I'm not trying to embarrass anybody. But I wanted people to know this is what's out there. And this is you know, it's sad that rather than in a spirit of of humanity and him responding and saying, I appreciate that, man. I still think you're dead wrong, but thank you. He gave me some hatred that I just didn't want to see anymore. So I blocked it. Okay. Um, and, uh, and and that's, evident, that's evidence of what you're talking about, sir.
0: So. And, and the, the crazy thing that's going on now is, you know, everybody will look back and say, well, 9-11, we all came back together, which we did. I mean, there's no, no doubting that. I don't think if we had another nine eleven, God forbid, I don't think it would help. I really don't think we would have that national outpouring that we had on 9-12. Do you? No,
4: not not at all. I really don't. I mean, um, first of all, that was very, very short-lived. And I think a mm-hmm. lot of that was fake anyway. There were some people who put their, their hatred for the other side aside for the purposes of the moment uh, because of shock. But once their shock wore off, which was very short, I think— and then their own uh, feelings came back out. It was over. But, you know, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I think we're going through a perpetual state of 9-11s right now. Uh, and, I, and I really mean that. There are so many lives being destroyed every single day, whether it be in the abortion issue, whether it be in little kids having their lives uh, permanently altered because they're just by the thousands getting on cross hormones and puberty blockers and and all of these other things, there's so many terrible things that are happening right now. It's almost like a, you know, just a shit ton of 911s 11s uh, where, where lives are being destroyed. And rather than people coming together and saying, we got to figure out what's going on here, people are like, you know, F you, I hope you die. Yeah. Um, and so I agree with you. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if a Russian invasion or a Chinese invasion would bring everybody together right now because they'd be fighting about whether or not we should try to learn to understand the Chinese just a little bit more rather than than battling for our lives. And this is crazy.
0: No, no, I agree. Seth, are you frozen? <laughs> I think he is. Nobody lost his sound. Reboot, yeah. Seth. <laughs> yeah, I
4: saw the I saw the pixelation on his screen
0: there and it looks like he might be uh, and he's yeah. trying to talk. We well, can't hear brother. Well, he'll reboot. Yeah, Me me and you will talk for a while, Bob, since we haven't talked before. So Seth always brings up the point, and, and I'll reiterate his point. I don't necessarily agree with it fully, but he tends to think that there's just nothing we can do. You know, he thinks it's over, it's already falling down the cliff instead of at the edge of the cliff. You know, you talk to people every day, a lot more than we do, what are you hearing, and do you think that we are truly over the cliff, or are we still kind of got our toes at the edge of the cliff, but maybe leaning? Well, there are days
4: where I feel like we're over the cliff, and
0: I'm almost,
4: almost glad about it. And what I mean by that is, I want some context here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, there, there comes a point to me when reasonable, rational people will look at unreason and irrationality and say, I can never get along with that. There's there's a Rubicon that has been crossed. For example, if the other side insists on saying that men can get pregnant and are going to insist that I say men can get pregnant and are going to insist that little children growing up in our schools right now, which will be my grandchildren someday, I've got a 21 and a 20 year old right now, actually t- two days from now, my daughter will be 22, but um, uh, you know, at some point I'm gonna, it, it, that they have to say that little boys are girls and little girls are boys and nobody knows at the time they're born. The doctors are just guessing based on a little piece of of their anatomy. And we don't know. And and you know, someday that boy might grow up to be pregnant. If we're supposed to say those things to our kids and and try to get them to believe that which is not real, I can't exist with those people in my life and I can't right. exist with those people running various aspects of our culture Chris I mean we're we're talking about things where it's different than just political ideology fiscal conservatism versus fiscal you know tax and spend liberalism right. we're talking about things that are core to just us as people biology is now in question or at least they're trying to make it so and um, there's a point where I look at those people and and, and I kind of realize we're over that cliff. We are too far gone. There's no coming back together with people who insist that that a man who says he's a woman is, a, you know, trans women are real women, despite <laughs> the <laughs> obvious. Uh, it, I, I can't get I can't get with people like that. So if that means we're over the cliff, Seth is right. We are. OK, right. here we go.
1: Yeah, hey, we buddy. hear you? I mean, son of a bitch. I'm, I swear to God, I'm going to call the cable company. I'm going to I, I punch somebody in the throat over there. The amount of money that I pay and don't get service, yeah, something's going down.
4: I want to see a Seth Williams throat punch somewhere.
1: <laughs> like, well, yeah. And on one leg. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Because it's but actually take that,
4: ridiculous. Take that prosthetic off and, and, and leg punch. Just you know,
1: just... Because you see, Bob, they don't offer anything but Cox Cable in, in my area. Yeah. And so they had me by the balls. Yeah. And so I pay $300 a month and I can never get a damn service. My cable box resets in the middle of dinner. And then I want to punch somebody in the throat because I watch Judge while he eat and that screws up my entire routine. So the cable thing is going to be an issue for me.
4: <laughs> I, I I understand, brother. I understand. I share your pain. I feel your pain, and I share your pain. I'm very fortunate that I've got pretty solid coverage where I am right now. But we only have one. Co- I won't say which one it is. It doesn't matter. But uh, but yeah, that sucks. If you've only got one choice and they suck at it, so what are you gonna do?
1: <laughs> it's absolutely bizarre because it happens at least once a week. Once a show, yeah. <laughs> before, usually it happens at the end of the show. All of a sudden, nothing.
4: Well, the oh, good news yeah. is, though, you've got a great co-host who can fill the gap if yours goes down.
1: I know. He's good. He's very good. When, he's the, when, the the power,
4: when the power goes out at the radio station or when the computer catches fire like it did a few days ago, <laughs> <we> literally, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. then we're just off the air. I got nothing. So at least you got Chris there to hook you up. Yeah, He's got your a good time right.
0: Well, go ahead, Seth. We, we, we just established that Bob feels that, like you, we're pretty much over the cliff. Well,
1: because, again, like I was going to say before I you know, was – off in the middle of nowhere. Um, I had the same kind of problem online. I I was talking to people about issue one. And all I said was, hey, you know what, we can agree to disagree. I hope you have a great night, great weekend. And uh, I, I wish the best for the country. That's all I said. And immediately I was attacked. And you know what, Bob, these were people that I went to school with. These were Ignatius people. These were guys that I thought were my friends. And they were attacking me to no end. And I I think it's not just issue one. It's become the abortion thing. It's become the LGBTQ thing. It's become everything that we can't now seem to get along on anything at all.
4: Yeah, I mean, you know, just just to talk about the abortion thing, because of what's coming up in November, November 7th, you know, um, it's hard to believe that as little as, I don't know, two, three, four years ago, maybe a little more, I don't know, but even the left said, You know, safe, legal and rare. That's what we want it to be. Obama said that Uh, uh, Bill Clinton said that Hillary Clinton said that we want pro choice for women, which I don't like because I believe, you know, the opposite of life. I've said this many times. If you look it up, the opposite of life in any thesaurus, when you look for synonyms and antonyms, antonyms for those who don't remember school means uh, opposites, the opposite of life is not choice. The opposite of life is death. So you're either pro-life or you're pro-death. But the pro-death side even said, you know, let's make that rare. Like, let's make that very rare. Let's make sure it's done safely and so forth. And now it's screw safe, legal, and rare anytime, on demand, at any stage of the entire pregnancy, all the way up to the moment of birth. If that woman says, I don't want it anymore, that doctor's got to carve it up. And uh, and I can't get with that. I'm with you, Seth. I mean, I'm sorry. There are some there are some things that are just we are so far gone, and I don't see a return to you know any any sense of um you know uh what, what am i what's what, what am i looking for normalcy um, well the, no but i was gonna say you know some sort of sense of uh a negotiation not negotiation what am i trying to say um
1: compromise meeting in the middle compromise is the word
4: thank you see they did they taught you well at ignatius <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if they do anymore but uh no uh,
1: no <laughs> Very things warm. have changed over there like um i didn't think that they would yeah and that's another issue i I think that the education system is letting kids down i mean i'm scared of what my kids are learning even in a a community like broadview heights because i don't know what they're learning and i try to be as involved as you can but you don't know
4: you played a series of videos at the beginning there most of which looked like they were from tiktok yeah and um if you go on tiktok and browse around, you'll start to see just scores at the time of the year, it's the 14th of August, so school's about to start back up. You're gonna see scores of primary grade, elementary school teachers and preschool teachers showing off their newly decorated classrooms with their pride flags, with Mm -hmm. their trans flags, with their BLM uh, stuff, and nowhere would you ever see a cross anywhere, you know, a Christian cross, but you see all of that crap there. They are welcoming kids into their land of DIE, diversity, inclusion, and equity, and they make no bones about it because there's nothing anybody's gonna do about it. And if a parent complains, you know the drill, Uh, The parent goes to the school board to complain. The parent is seen as the the bigot or the homophobe or the transphobe or the whatever. Uh, And, uh, you know, and they're deemed to be, according to the Department of Justice, uh, domestic terrorists or domestic extremists. So, yeah, Seth, I'm with you. Um, I, I, I know that there are precious few schools still around that are not succumbing to DEI or DIE, as I call it. Um, but the overwhelming majority of them, public and private, including yours, including Ed's, including the two all, largest all girls schools. I know because my daughter had a terrible experience at one of them before she left and went back to my alma mater uh, to Elyria Catholic. But there are a lot of the private, Catholic, you know, parochial schools and so forth that are just as woke as the public schools, man. And uh, uh, precious few to choose from unless you choose the homeschool.
1: I know that when my daughter was young, she had a, was given a gift of Rush Limbaugh for kids books. She had Rush put out that series of kids books and she took it to school with her and the teachers found it and they started laughing at her and told her not to bring it back to school. And that's not the way you teach kids. And that's certainly not an open mind. And it's certainly pushing down a narrative that I try to keep around my house and something that I try to teach my kids.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, they 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 don't want and i know you're saying this is a while ago but with that rush limbaugh book but the rush limbaugh book is too offensive to be around kids but the all of the books about um gay sex and trans sex and i'm not talking about books that feature a character in a benign story about something but i'm talking about the ones with graphic pornographic literature Descriptions and how tos, and even graphic illustrations of the acts being done. If you say those don't belong in schools, well, you're a book banner, which is, you know, uh, essentially being called a book burner. You are the one trying to to silence, you know, education and information based on your own bigotry. And we're not even talking about. It. We're just talking about pornography it doesn't belong in schools. Gay porn, straight porn, no porn. It doesn't belong in schools. We're the book banners, but Rush Limbaugh can't be in there.
1: So- I think. I guess my question to you is, where do we go from here? You had a caller this morning. Of course, you're on 9 to noon, WHK 1420. But you had a caller this morning who was talking about a civil war. And I think that that seems extreme, but I don't know. But he was talking about black versus white. Now, I don't think that that's true. I think you had a great answer to that. It's not. I think there's a lot of minorities that are on one side and also on the other side. I don't think it's going to be a war between minorities and white people. And I thought it was kind of a weird call to get. But there has to, maybe the Civil War is too extreme, but there has to be something, there's got to be a way to correct what's going on. Well, I think
4: both those things are true. Um, You know, there has to be a way to correct it. And it's not going to be a full on civil war. At least I hope it's not, you know, armed, you know, battles in the streets of, of, you know, any town America. Um, And if it is, like I told the caller, it's going to be an ideological war, not a racial one, because there are, there are, I don't know, millions of African Americans who are conservative and believers in the rule of law. Believers in liberty, believers in unity and communication rather than um, uh, divisiveness and segregation. Um, And there are a whole lot of white leftists who are the ones who are the rabble rousers out there trying to fire up African-Americans to say, look what they're doing to you. Look what those racist Republicans and conservatives are doing to you. They're denying you this. And they they foment some of the hatred. So it's not black versus white. There are white, particularly, you know, the Antifa style leftists who, who are pushing for Socialism, Marxism, communism, or some variation of the three that are trying to get blacks riled up. And like I said, there are a lot of blacks who are on the side of of conservatism who would battle tooth and nail for the liberty that we all have. I hope it doesn't come to that. But uh, Seth, I mean... I was just telling Chris, when your thing was break, broken up there, I mean, I think we may have crossed a place where there's no coming back from. When you talk about abortion, when you talk about the trans stuff, when you talk about trying to deny basic biology, trying to cancel women as existing beings. And that's not an over-freaking statement. Right. When, you, when you say you can't have your own sports, you can't have your own private spaces, like showers without dudes walking in, taking off their towels and flopping in front of them. Uh, which we're finding out from the uh, swimmers who went up against Leah Thomas. That's what he did. Um, they can't have their own privacy. They can't have, they can't even be called women without putting a sis in front of it. Well, you're a cis woman as opposed to a, a trans woman. No, there's just women and there's just men. And as far as I'm concerned, anything and everything else is a personality trait. Right. You, 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 you decide how you want to act. You decide what you want to wear. You decide how feminine you want to act. Male or female, you're just a male with feminine traits. I don't care. Or if you're a female with very masculine traits, good, good on you. Go do you, go be you. But stop trying to tell my kids to be like you. And especially stop trying to tell my kids, when I say my kids, I mean our kids, the children of this country. Stop trying to tell them that if they're born, you know, with, with, X, Y chromosomes. No, you don't. You're not necessarily girl. It just depends on how you feel or a boy. I mean, it depends on how you feel. And we're going to help you feel a different way. Um, I, I just don't know, Seth, that there's way to come back from that. That's a very, very, it's a time We're all living through right now that when they write the history books of the 22nd century, they're going to look back at the early 2000s and into now, you know, the 2020s. Uh, They're going to look back at this time and they're going to say that's when the movement toward complete eradication of all social norms and mores, all of the things that make our culture what it has become, which is the greatest in the history of the world. That's when it all fell apart. Or that was a flashpoint moment where it got so severe that, the pushback was intense, and we found a way to restore order.
0: Right. I just don't, I
4: just don't know which way the history is going to write it.
0: Well, and, and it, it's hard it's hard to figure that out. I mean, there's some I know for me personally, I would argue we're already in the middle of the civil war. But the civil war is not guns this time. Guns is the easy out, mm-hmm. but the civil war is all about data. It's all about data. It's all about data manipulation, and it's all about propaganda. You know, we're there, the other side is winning. Because they're controlling the information. And and people don't fight anymore. They've taken that piece away. People don't fight with their fists or bullets or, or any of that anymore. They fight with their Twitter posts. They fight with their Facebook. They fight with their Instagram. And right now we're losing that battle.
4: Well, two things. First of all, this one. That's that's the first response I want to give. Where is it? There he is. <laughs> Just to make sure everybody knows. Because um, that's the only baseball I would ever support anymore So if they go back to that. But- that's right. Um, you're right, Chris, about the intellectual war, the digital war, the war of ideas and so forth, rather than the <clears throat> guns and bullets right now. But don't think that that isn't what they're preparing for. Why do you think they continue to come for our guns? Why do you think they continue to try to disarm the population? hmm. Justin Bibb, the mayor of Cleveland with his crap before issue, uh, the issue one was voted on. He said, first, it starts with voting no on issue one to make it really easy uh, to uh, to amend the Constitution. Then we get to the amendments and we throw in one that that takes away guns or he says, you know, uh, uh, restores or or puts in uh, common sense gun control. Right. There's a reason for that. There's a reason why the uh, the new push for guns and it's not about mass shootings. It's about when the quote unquote civil war happens and when the, the people have had enough and when their First Amendment rights are taken away, which is very, very quickly happening, um, sure. the people who want to fight for them are going to need their Second Amendment rights to do it. And that's why they're going to have to limit those and try to remove as much of the those uh, obstacles as they can. So, you know, it might not be a battle of, you know, guns and bullets and, you know, war in the streets yet but they're preparing for the eventuality that it might by making sure that the people are disarmed to the
0: extent that they can. Absolutely. Well, Bob, I'll tell you what, let's take a little break here so that Seth can once again reboot. And um, if you can hang through for a minute or two here, we'll play a couple spots. We'll get Seth turned around and we will be right back. So, Hey, Cox
4: Cable, I got a message for you.
0: Right there. <laughs> Amen to that. Everybody hang tight. It is the Seth Williams Show and we will be back right after this. Hey, it's Seth. And I appreciate you watching today.
1: And you can make a difference. For just $4.99 a month, you can help save someone's life today. It really does count. Every dollar matters. And you can change someone's life. Not these ridiculous dogs. Those are actor dogs. I'm talking about myself and Chris Aiken. I can barely afford a shave and a haircut or sleeves on a shirt sometimes. We could use your assistance today. Just go to the Odyssey app. Go to the Odyssey website. O-D-Y-S-E-E. Just $4.99 a month can change the world for someone today. Myself and Chris Aiken. We'll give you extra content. We'll give you bonus footage. We'll give you new episodes. Subscribe to the Odyssey channel today. Thank you.
3: Hey everybody, it's Don Doc, and when I'm feeling nostalgic, I always go to Pinball PA. You gotta go check it out, it's a lot of fun. Stop what you're doing and start making memories at Pinball PA, located at 2284 Broadhead Road, Suite 10B in Aliquippa, Pennsylvania. We have over 420 video games and pinball machines to play and all games are set to free play, so no quarters or tokens are needed. Pinball PA is open 6 days a week, and is the best and most affordable entertainment spot in all of Western Pennsylvania. Check out our website at www.pinballpa.com for more details. Come visit Pinball PA today. Initials up. RTs
0: and, and Signs has become your complete one stop sign shop. Call Jimmy at 216 299 9344. Their friendly and professional staff can and will help you build your company brand and identity from start to finish. One stop means you get a complete package from one location custom logo design, vehicle graphics, banners, t shirts, storefront marquees, and so much more. RTs and, and Signs. 4883 Turney Road.
1: Call us at 216-299-9344. Oops, that's not in. Here he is. Right back here on the Seth Williams show, kind of. Not today, (laughs) maybe. You're here now. (laughs) And see, Bob, you you caught us on a day where, like I said, I wasn't going to swear. Because usually on a show, we can swear and do whatever we want to do. And I said, no, I'm going to be respectful toward Bob, and I'm going to not swear. And now I'm, I want to swear like I've never sweared before on a show. When have you ever known me to be respectful? Uh, you were always respectful. I
4: already dropped an S-bomb on here uh, earlier on. I said, I said something I couldn't say on the radio side. Believe me, I like the freedom that the internet offers sometimes, too. So don't worry about it.
1: Right, what do you think? Is, and I want to ask you about the radio business, too, because what do you think about radio business these days? I mean, no, I know that we're in it. And so I don't want to talk bad about it because I think where we work is fantastic. But I think what's going on with radio is, is, is somewhat bad. I have seeing stations around town that I used to love turn to crap. I've seen management and, and big corporations take over and destroy what used to be good content. Right? And, and then I've also seen the, the stuff about the left trying to stop talk radio from going on AM talk radio and pushing it yeah. out of cars and everything else. Yeah, uh, I mean, is that a concerted effort? Oh, I think it is, but I
4: think that's over. I think they lost. The pushback on that was really, really strong, and it was really, really fast. So um, I think that the AM radio thing. I think the couple of the car. I think it was even Ford. Um, talked about not having them in their you know their newer model starting in 2025 you know am radios but they that got such a pushback that they retracted that quickly and said of course they'll be in there if for no no other reason than emergency uh broadcasts that are made of course always go out over am radio in the event of you know whatever catastrophe calamity but um bigger picture yeah i mean um Talk radio is under attack from leftist corporate America, which it already it always has been. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, what we have become and, you know, what Rush started and what so many have have picked up and run with the, the tremendous, you know, national hosts and a lot of great local hosts, too. But they started to give a voice to the voiceless the people who were forced to watch ABC News Tonight, NBC, you know, CBS, and then of course the leftist cable channels CNN, MSNBC, and you know Fox came around 25 years ago and gave that side of it, of course, the opportunity for people to hear things you couldn't hear on one-sided broadcasts. Um, and so, what we've become is the last bastion. I think. I mean, and when I say I'm being specific to conservative radio right now, not just the state of radio. But I think of the state of radio overall has also dropped. Quality has dropped immensely. They've cut out major talent in order to get more room for more commercials and more, uh, you know, more nonsense rather than good, you know, communication. But as far as conservative radio, we're, we're more valuable now than ever, and that makes us more of a target than ever. That's why the left, when they go on their cancellation, you know, rushes. You know, they'll say we got to cancel. They won't come and say cancel, you know, uh, the Dennis Prager show, they'll go to the sponsors, take a look at the sponsor list and say, cancel this one, this one, and this one, and this one. But what they don't count on is that those sponsors know what they're doing. They know what audience they are feeding and that they are reaching. And it matters more to them to reach that audience than to bow down to the uh, the cancel culture that are trying to just cut ratings you know, a, a little bit, um, thinking that it'll make them run. I mean, there's an old saying you remember from Michael Jordan back at the height of his popularity when people were saying, my God, Michael, you're the most famous athlete in the world. Why are you not more active in political issues and social causes advancing the, you know, the black agenda in America and so forth? And his response was Republicans buy sneakers, too. Right. In other words, I don't want to alienate half of the buying public that could buy my Air Jordans that would lead to my multibillion dollar empire that he has right now today. Well, he was right. I don't give a shit. There here you go, Seth. Uh,
3: <laughs> you. I, don't,
4: I don't give a crap that Democrats buy radio to and buy products to. I'm not going to cater to them to make an extra dollar or to increase a couple of rating points. I'm not going to say things that I know are not true. I'm not going to give voice to it. And, I'll give, and let me rephrase that. I'll give voice to it if they've got the guts enough to come on with me. To call me, I mean, I try to call Democratic politicians, elected officials and so forth, and then fight them on to debate, discuss, and they run every time. I'll give them the voice. I'll give them the space, and then we'll have it out, and we'll talk about it the way it's supposed to, but they won't do that. And I'm not going to get on here and say, you know, maybe let's explore. Maybe there's a reason why we should let little boys think that they might be girls. I'm not going to do it. I know who my audience is. I know what I'm trying to accomplish. I know whatever little... I have to offer to the culture war that is going on that I think is going to define the existence of this country. Whatever little bit I have to offer, I owe it to offer. Uh, and I'm going to continue to give it, and, and, and they can try to silence me. And, uh, but, but I'll be honest with you, Seth. Um, uh, conservatives know that we are maybe the final frontier, if you will, of free thought uh, that we have to push back against the left-wing
1: media that won't give voices to us anywhere else. Now, but, one thing, oh, real quick, said, one thing I want to say before I forget. I know that you and Triv had a contentious relationship at times. But I want you to know something before I end up losing you again or whatever. <laughs> that, that guy, after you left, um, told me so many <clears> different <throat> times, listen to France on your way into work. Listen to France on your way into work. And so whatever you guys had as far as, him being an ass on the spew and all that kind of stuff. He respected and really did love you as a person and loved what you did for work. So I just want you to know that he talked about you all the time and was always making sure that I was listening to your show to be informed on what was going on in the world. And so I, I just want you to know that. Well, We don't have to talk about that. I know. No, no, it's it's okay. It's okay. I want you to know that because I've never
4: really I've never really talked about Triv since his passing, to be honest with you, and really much about him even after I left in 2014. Uh, And I didn't mind him being an ass on the spew. That was the thing. It was a bit. I mean, we fought because we were supposed to fight. Uh, It doesn't mean it was an act. I think he believed everything he said and I believed everything I said, but I didn't mind the contentiousness of it. That's how it was. I mean, who? Wh- how is it good radio to be all prim and proper? And uh, well, here's what I think, what say mm. you, sir, let's give you, I mean, I think it was good stuff. Um, the thing with Mike and me that it's, it's kind of hit me a little hard that you said what you just said, because I never knew any of that. Um, it off the air stuff. Um, Communication was few and far between. Um, After I got let go by by eleven hundred and one of the many, many purges that cost a lot of good people their spots there. You found that out yourself later, obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, I heard from everyone in that building uh, with good wishes. And what can I do for you? uh, what, What can we do to help and so forth? I heard from everyone in that building except one. Yeah. And know. and and that's uh that's something that stuck with me. Um I again, I didn't talk about it. I've I've never talked about it on the on the air on anywhere, radio or otherwise, or or online like this. Um and and I didn't hold it against him. I maybe he didn't know what to say. Um I didn't know what I want to say either, other than hey, thanks, man. So, you know, it was no harm, no foul, but it was one of those things where I'm like, I don't know really I never really understood quite how he felt about me. Um Outside of what we would say on the air, but that just kind of hit me a little bit strange. And now that you just kind of brought it up, I didn't really, I don't really have the right words for it. It's just kind of, it was just odd. And, um, when he passed away, I was like as shocked and stunned as anybody else was. And, um, maybe, maybe not quite as much as anybody else was because you guys who are super close to him every day, you know, probably hit you a hell of a lot harder than somebody who wasn't as close, but, um, but I said my prayers for him and I continue to do so for the people who love him and loved him because, um, that was just a horrific, horrific
1: loss. And, uh, and I know it was a loss to the radio listeners of Cleveland too. Well, I, I certainly didn't mean to put you on the spot with something like that, but I wanted you to know that I, I understand everything that goes on in, in the building and I understand things that are said and things that are done. And sometimes it's a really shitty business. It's a, it's a yeah, cutthroat. It <clears throat> people talk about you all the time behind your back. And some of the people over there are just some of the worst people. The the devil works over there right now. But I know how he felt about you, and I know how much you respected the work that you did. And I know because, honestly, you made a lot more work for me because I had to listen to (laughs) you and and try to find stuff that you were talking about. And, And so, you know, it was it was really he really did respect you a lot more than i think that he let on and i want you to know that That well well,
4: that's very nice of you and i'll say one other thing about radio since you since you asked originally about radio bigger picture and and this is not just to suck up to my bosses like i said it'll be 10 years this january uh that i've been there uh but you know as well as i do over at the other place how certain things were managed um we were basically told you know Republicans buy sneakers too. In other words, don't be so uh, um, strong in your beliefs that you're going to piss off the other side. Yes. We were told, oftentimes told what we could talk about, what we couldn't. And if we did choose to talk about this one, you better make sure that you're giving both sides, blah, blah, blah. I can tell you this in 10 years or almost 10 years, I have never once been told what topic to talk about, what side to take of it, how to present it, what, whether or not I had to get somebody on the other side to present the other side. This is a Christian conservative broadcast company, Salem media is with Christian conservative broadcast professionals, programmers, and broadcasters. And they know, I I mean, uh, I know rather I have their full backing with anything and everything I choose to talk about, whether it be to the Cleveland audience or the national audiences that I'm able to reach when I do the, uh, the other shows. Um, And, uh, and I absolutely love that. That's what it's going to take. Honestly, that kind of, strength and, and courage of conviction to say, let these guys talk and let them reach people who need to hear what they have to say, who are only getting what's in the Cleveland Plain Dealer, Washington Post, New York Times, or any of the other crap left-wing rags that are
0: out there. Uh, and I love that support. Do you think that there's enough enough people with deep pockets around the country, not just here, but around the country to sustain what's going on Specifically with the censorship and the big tech, because so much of the big tech, you know, they're absorbing the pieces of the media that they want and using it. YouTube, as an example, you take YouTube, they want to spew MSNBC. They want to spew CNN. And anytime you go to YouTube, you get just blasted with their with their bits and bytes of their perception of any situation that's going on today. And I think one of the big, two big things that we have a problem with today, one, we don't have the lightning rods anymore. You guys both mentioned Rush Limbaugh. I'll say Rush Limbaugh, Howard Stern back in his heyday, any of them, they were a big enough lightning rod where other people could grow in the same shadow. And, And it wasn't so unified to, it wasn't so easy to destroy it as it is now because there's no big giant names and the other thing i think is a is a the biggest scare is the way big tech can manipulate the message now with while seeming to most people like they're being quote unquote fair and balanced and it's really scary how few people realize they're being manipulated until it's too late
4: um that's a lot there <clears throat> that's a lot to unpack if you want there's a particular part of that you want me to respond any to? part you want to jump on I think the lack of that single giant name like Rush and, and Lightning Rod in some ways is good for the business and for what we're doing because um, people are exploring now. They're exploring. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you know, Rush's replacement and that slot, they do great work. Um, they're on up against Dennis Prager on our station who does phenomenal work, who is also on on other ones of our Salem stations at the same time slot, Charlie Kirk. If those If Rush was still there god rest his soul and god willing he was still there i mean i hope everybody understands what i'm saying here but because he's gone and because howard stern is a shell of what he was right um more people are exploring and getting more tremendous content from a lot more voices than they ever did before and i think that's a really great thing it's a great way to to deal with i guess let's say the absence of the big stick that is rush you know and the big the big giant voice that he was um And it gives guys like me an opportunity too, you know, Um, uh, like I said, I've done more national radio reaching hundreds of stations and millions of listeners at a time because of my affiliation here than I ever was able to at the other place where I was. And I I don't know that I would be able to do those things if there wasn't such a big appetite for more conservative talk radio and more new fresh voices. Um, I mean, not that I'm fresh. I'm not 23 anymore. Uh, You know, I'm in my 50s, but I mean, in terms of new sound and new opinions and new, um, you know, uh, views on things and ways to explain things that people in other places have never heard before. So um, as far as as far as, you know, those big giant voices uh, not casting giant shadows, like I said, I think there's a two way street. We miss those big voices and we miss particularly Rush. But man, I'm able to hear more great thought leaders now
1: than I ever could before and see that's what i love about your show though bob is that i think on a station that has a lot of good content with charlie kirk and sebastian gorka and stuff like that you outshine everybody because not only are you local and you're live um but you have content that people care about and you do speak your mind you do tell it the way that it is and you don't pull any punches and i think that that's what this town needs and Mm -hmm. i think that I mean, they got to listen to you. I mean, that's where to go now. I mean, that's you're the guy to listen to in this town, and I, I think they, I'm happy to be a part of it. but I, I'm excited that that you're on, and that's what radio needs is more people like you, not Clay and Buck. Like they do all right. They're, they're, it is what it is, but they need more, more people like you in radio.
4: Well. First of all, I heard from accounting yesterday. I can't get you a
1: raise, so, so <laughs>
4: yeah. you can try all you want there, man. But I, my hands are tied there. I can't. Make I just happen. started.
1: I'm not kissing your ass. I've known you for 20 years, so you know I, I, I love uh, it. But man, I, I think radio does need more people like you. No, no and and I, and you
4: know, I, I, appreciate that, and I take that honestly very seriously. And whether it's true or not is a matter of opinion. I mean, there are people in this town who wouldn't listen to me for five seconds if if somebody paid them to do so because they hate my point of view. Uh, and, and even if they agree with my point of view, oh, he's too abrasive. I mean, I've got I've got one word in my Twitter bio that I that I want people to know. It's really, really important. And that word is unfiltered. I don't filter things. I mean, I I, I withhold certain language, obviously, as we're talking about that we're able to get away with, you know, here on, on a podcast. But uh, but beyond that, there's no filter. I'm going to give you my unvarnished opinion And what makes it, I think, valuable to a lot of people, as I've learned over the last, you know, 10 years in particular, is that they know my opinions are grounded in research. and fact, I do my homework. I don't just sit around, you know, read the sports page for an hour and then get like, you know, people used to do and that kind of and then get on the air and just talk about, you know, who ought to be batting second. I, I do a lot of homework, both present day and historical research on what's going on so that when I give my opinions, they have some sort of credibility and from what I'm told by people in various, you know, appearances that I make speeches that I give, and people who do say things like you just said, being a, you know, a, a voice for conservatism in Cleveland or in Northeast Ohio, I take that responsibility seriously. I don't want people to be thinking that about me, and then for me to come in half-assed, half-prepared, only knowing half of the story or half of the uh, the stories that are right now in the cycle. So. I do take it seriously, and it's nice of you to say that. And uh, I know you're only going to add a hell of a lot to what I'm able to bring. Honestly, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I really yeah. am.
1: I hope, and I hope yeah. that I can. So
4: yeah, I know you will.
1: But I, I mean, I didn't even know where else to go. I, I I'm I'm so frustrated when I listen every day to the show, and I, I listen to what's going on. I listen to the the stuff that's happening, not even just in Ohio, but across the country. I listen to a guy who is our president. <laughs> well, not my president, but. Uh, who said he has no comment on the death toll rising in Hawaii when there's people burning to death. And his, he was on a beach relaxing, and when he was asked about it, he said no comment. Hey, yeah, where he, the,
4: a beach where he's, he has spent roughly 50% of his presidency. I mean, seriously, he has been on vacation for 40-some-odd percent of the days that he's been president. It's unbelievable how he, you know, they used to talk about Nero fiddling while Rome burned. This guy is tanning. While Hawaii burns, uh, it, it's it's and he doesn't care and has not had said enough. You know, all he's thinking about, I'm sure, is the fact that the pieces are coming together. The puzzle pieces are in that great big jigsaw puzzle with uh, Hunter Biden and and his brother, Jim Biden, and uh, the other family Bidens and all of the stuff that's uh, they're finding out about their corrupt activities overseas. All of this stuff is coming together. So I think truthfully, he's looking for an exit ramp. I I I don't think he wants to be president for another four years. I think he absolutely wants to get out of this. He wants to try to beat the rap on all of this stuff and then coast into a retirement. Um, and that's, uh, that's you know, and I think he better think that because there's no way they can prop his weekend at Bernie's corpse up there at the podium any longer and watch it babble and then drag him from one side of the stage to the other and move his arms up and down. I mean, I'm not, I'm being, I'm being a little silly, obviously, but that's what it looks well, true. like. With yeah i i I, I wanted to go back to something you said a minute ago to about youtube one of you guys said about you know youtube um and, and and places like that i i wrote a song a couple of months ago called hunters in the basement Um, I was inspired by a meme you probably have seen, and you could probably even throw it up on your screen if I give you a little bit of advance notice. But it was a meme of Joe and Hunter side by side. And it had the one lyric from Harry Chapin, uh, Cats in the Cradle, that said, um, uh, and and as uh, I forget which lyric it was, but it's something like, and as he grew, he, he had become just like me and my boy was just like me. I think that's the lyric in the meme that they had on, had on there. And I just saw it and I thought, Oh my God, how perfectly true. And so just on a freaking whim, I popped open a laptop at my kitchen table and I just, I looked up the lyrics to, to cats in the cradle and I, I pasted them down on an Excel sheet. And then I wanted to call him over and I just went, I just wrote a corresponding line with the same number of, of, of beats, you know? Um, yeah, there it is. And as I hung up the phone, it occurred to me he'd grown up just like me, but thank you. Good. Well done. You got a team there, brother. That's awesome. So I wrote, I said, let's take that meme to the next level. Let's do the whole damn song. So I wrote a song and I had uh, Dale officer who is a phenomenal voice talent. And I knew he could sing like that because I've heard some of his other bits in his other work. And I said, Dale, can you do Harry Chapin? And uh, he said, I'll give it a shot. And then he brought in Johnny Hiles who did like the Hunter portion of the vocals when they got that way. And um, it, 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 it was it was pretty damn good, uh, I may yeah. say. Um, and I, I I put it online. And then Charlie, who I think who's watching this podcast right now, the politically incorrect mechanic, texted me and said, hey, I'm going to put that on YouTube with, of course, your permission. And I said, no, don't. And he said, why? And I said, because they're going to censor it. They're going to cancel it. Don't even bother. And if anything, they're going to look to cause trouble for me. And so he said, are you sure? And I said, yeah. I mean, hell. YouTube censors Dennis Prager's, uh, you know, PragerU for crying out loud, which are five minute animated cartoon videos bringing information to light that they don't want young kids to know. They censor that stuff. So my point being, and by the way, that song has gone like mega viral. Um, I posted the video of it and then I took the video down. Because I got the idea, if people want this on their phones, they could put it in their playlist, they can download the MP3. Sure. It, cost, it cost a little bit of money to do that, and so we're selling it for 99 cents uh, on the webpage at whkradio.com. And I figured if people are watching the video, they're not going to buy the download, so I took the video down, but it was too late. It has been viewed millions of times across Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and I'm missing one, but whatever. In fact, somebody uh, messaged me a couple of days ago and said, did you get any word that your video song has been viewed 58 million times? Oh. <laughs> and I said, no. I said, what are you talking about? And he sent me a screenshot of the search for it. And then up, up above it in like faint lettering or whatever, it said uh, 58.3M views. Like wow. 58.3 now and i i have no way to verify that I've, I've searched it out myself to see you know how that could be i do know that it got more than 2 million views on one guy's instagram account alone uh you know he he took it and posted it and shared it as one of his own i think it's david harris jr or something like that and and it got 2 million views just from his account alone does that mean we're done no oh okay <laughs> i thought that was shut up where no, it's these me. but
1: anyway
4: my point is um I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to send it out there to the whole world like that. Once I decided, I could try to make a dollar off it and actually use, you know, capitalism—something the left hates here—and actually, right. the song got popular. I'm going to sell it for 99 cents a pop. Uh, but the view, the but anyway, the big picture there was, um, it did make it onto YouTube on certain accounts, but it has also been pulled. Somebody sent me, blocked, cancel, block, block, block. It has been pulled down, and every single copyright matter that could be even thought of has been cleared because I ran this through legal to make sure everything was good, that I was not, uh, you know, doing anything actionable. And the reality is they're taking it down anyway, not because of copyright violations or things like that, because they don't want something that makes Joe Biden and Hunter Biden look bad.
0: Mm-hmm. And it
4: is being censored. I mean, go to TikTok. You'll find it on a few accounts. It's been viewed 7,000 times there, 10,000 times there, 3,000 times there. But then you're going to see uh, 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 removed, blocked, taken down, whatever, in a ton of spaces because the censors that don't want the, the American people to see anything that remotely makes the left look bad, uh, they're doing everything they can to block it. But
1: so that's, that's just an I'll, I'll... example. One, the song is brilliant. So people find it and, and download it again you know, for you know, pay the money. Pay the money. That's to the yeah, it's a buck. It, it's it's, it's 99
4: it. cents and it's at whkradio.com if you want to put it on your phone. If, what's cool about it, Seth, is I actually have Cats in the Cradle in my in my uh, play uh, playlist on my phone and yeah. I have my song on there too. So <laughs> I've just got to shuffle on and it's, you know, here's Escape uh, or, you know, here's Journey or something and here's uh, Led Zeppelin or whatever. And then bang, here comes our song. And I just, it's just kind of fun. And, and well, you know it what? is really, I it is really great. Right.
1: <laughs> but I, an example with us, when it comes to YouTube, we had a guy on who I've talked to numerous times. He's a friend, he's a pastor and he believes that the earth is flat and he has literally a hundred notebooks filled with pages and pages and pages of NASA photos and paintings, all this different stuff that he claims to be proof of the earth being flat. He has Bible passages, He has all kind of different things. We did a two-hour show with him. Chris's account was canceled. Yeah,
0: six thousand videos. Six thousand videos wiped out.
1: Wait, 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 wait! wait. Not just that interview canceled. Your whole account? My whole? Oh yeah, my
0: whole channel done.
1: Was shut down because they claimed to be misinformation. Yeah, I've gotten flagged on Spotify, on YouTube, on Facebook. Every time that I bring up, I can't even say the word vaccine for the most part without getting flagged on these channels. And God forbid I tell the truth of what happened to my own family of stuff that I saw when it came to the vaccine because we get flagged, we get shut down immediately. Whatever they do, they're watching. Whatever we do, they're watching. And if if it doesn't fit the agenda, they will shut it down. His entire channel with thousands of videos.
0: 6,500 videos, done.
1: Well, here's what I'll say. I didn't
4: see the two-hour video or or an interview about the Earth being flat, but it is misinformation. But who cares? I mean, that's opinion, right? (laughs) You're allowed to express your opinion, and if somebody hears that and says this guy's full of crap, you know what they can do? Click and turn it off. And if they really don't like the fact that somebody said that and they want to prove them wrong, they can do a little research on their own and say, see, here's why it isn't. Uh, Here's why you can fly one direction (laughs) from Cleveland and fly west and somehow end up back in New York when you circle the whole damn globe because it is round. Uh, Somebody can do that if they want to. It is nobody's responsibility, job, or in my opinion, that no one should have the right to shut somebody else up because they say something that they disagree with.
1: It's an opinion. We give opinions; are allowed to have them. Last time I checked, but I don't think that's happening in this country anymore. I think that's another thing that's being taken away. You talked about the whole pronoun thing in Michigan. We're going to go to jail for speech sometime soon. Yeah, Uh, and it's scary to think about.
4: Well, you see my pronouns on the screen, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, but, but Seth, that's why what I said to Chris before about, you know, the whole, you know, whether it's going to be guns and bullets and stuff in the Civil War that's coming here. Um, that is literally uh, what we're talking about here. It's why we need the Second Amendment rights to be upheld, because our First Amendment rights are under serious jeopardy or in serious jeopardy. And if we fight for those back, I mean, it may look, I promise you that in 1750, Um, nobody in the colonies was thinking, you know, we should probably start gathering up the weapons. We might have to fight these SOBs. Um, they didn't think that, but, but by the time 1776 came around, a whole bunch of very brave guys said, actually, yeah, we do. We're being starved out. We're being frozen out or we're being taxed to death. We can't even keep our own, our our own money. Um, we, we need independence from this, this, this tyranny. Nobody ever thought it was going to have to happen, but then it had to happen and it became what we now know as the Revolutionary War and the greatest cause for war in history. Um, I, I'm not a fan of war, but sometimes you go to war for a reason that is, that is much bigger than, uh, than, than can be solved with words. And what I mean is, in a case like that, the survival of the colonies and the expansion into the new country demanded war. Um, when Hitler went into Poland... When he started ravaging across Europe and, and, and started the extermination of Jews and other undesirables, as he saw them, when, when Japan, of course, hit, hit us uh, in, in Pearl Harbor, there was a very good reason for war. I don't want there to be war. I don't think any of us ever wants mm. to have to go into another war again. But damn it, if we're not armed up in preparation for that, then we guarantee war. It's just that it'll be a very quick and one-sided one because we'll get crushed. We'll get destroyed whether it be by the Chinese or the Russians or our own government, as far as we know, if you aren't prepared for war and armed up for war, then you will be the victim of war and, and you will have nothing left to fight back with. So.
1: Well, didn't Biden say, what do you need your guns for? We have planes and bombs.
4: Yeah, that's exactly what he said. Well, if that's how, if that's how you feel about it, then why do you care if we have guns? There you go. You know well, I mean if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna turn the Amer- the full force of the American military on us with air campaigns and everything else then why do you care if we got our own little peace shooters here how about you just let us let us defend ourselves
1: so. Justin Bibb's gonna take him in a month anyways or a couple of months yep which, That's no, his he's plan. Not. no he's not <laughs>
4: he <laughs> well, may
0: order it but he ain't you know them. what
4: you know what but you know what if he does and 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 you know the the left in the state of Ohio does it's gonna be the responsibility and the fault of a lot of very very in my view, ignorant um, and um, negligent conservatives, because there were conservatives who refused to come out and fight for issue one, to raise that threshold mm-hmm. to 60% so that if it's just about abortion. It is about abortion in November. It is about so much more than that going forward. Did you see the FOP? You know how I am with with police. I mean, I've got a TV show that I do, which I wanna promote if I can in a moment about uh, you know, on cops. And policing. And you know how I am. And I've got great friends in the FOP. I got great friends in the CPPA. The FOP endorsed no on issue one because of bargaining rights and some other things, you know, union stuff. And and I'm looking at the FOP. I'm saying, you realize what you're going to do here? If they keep this, they have already out, you know, uh, laid out a big list of priorities to use the, uh, uh, the amendment process for the Ohio constitution instead of the legislature. And one of them is they're coming for qualified immunity for cops. They want to be able to sue individual cops, not just police stations, take their houses from them, kill their families, you know, incomes and so forth. If a cop makes a mistake, or even if he doesn't, but the civilian uh, review board, and then a jury says that the cop made a mistake, their, their life is gone. Their their livelihoods are gone. Their property is gone. And guess what happened, Seth? Two days. Two days after last Tuesday, it was last Thursday, I saw the actual draft of a constitutional amendment that is being put forth to remove qualified immunity from uh, from first responders in the state of Ohio. So there is an agenda. That's coming. So is coming for our guns, like uh, Justin Bibb uh, laid out. They're going to they're gonna come with an amendment that is going to be very, very you know, strong on gun control and very, very hard on Second Amendment rights. There's just no two, two ways about it. There is an agenda here. And conservatives in this state, and including in Northeast Ohio, they, they bailed on us. You know, the Ohio Roundtable, the AP Roundtable, a very strong, good conservative organization, um, argued and fought against Issue 1. Uh, there are elected officials or former elected officials who are pro-life, who did not fight for issue one? Did not say a word. Did not endorse or uh, oppose. And those people are going to be responsible for a lot of the the devastation if this amendment process, weak as it is, leads to all of those different things that they have laid out on the agenda
0: already. Do you think that that gun, specifically Second Amendment, is the hot button that would push it push it over the? I do. I think if they tried to, t- I, and I've said this on the show, I'll say it, tell them blue in the face. Bibb can say anything he wants to come get my gun. There's the spot he's got to hit to get it because there's no way would I give up my gun for any reason. I don't really care what they say legally. I'm not giving it up no matter what. And I think most gun owners are the same way with that. Do you think that if they really made a hard turn against the Second Amendment that that would be the lightning rod issue that starts violence in the streets? I don't
4: think it'll start violence, but I think it will um, unify and bring together all of the gun owners and all of the Second Amendment rights people you're talking about. Yeah, but, but you know, all it would do, though, is defeat the you know an amendment you know if if they put one up there like bib was talking about that's going to restrict in any way shape or form our rights on our guns um it will will defeat it but it won't stop the movement they'll continue to come back with another one or they'll come back to the leg excuse me to the legislature they'll try to do something uh in order to do that i don't think they'll ever stop which is why of course we wanted to you know as long as we have control of the legislature gun rights in the state of ohio are going to be are going to be respected right if we lose control of the legislature, that's a different story. I don't see that happening anytime soon, which is why they wanna to go to the amendment process. And it's why um, gun rights owners, uh, or excuse me, gun owners and gun rights advocates, rather, were all very vocal about yes on issue one, because they know defeating that by making it a 60% threshold would have been good for all of our rights, you know, our second amendment rights. But uh, So they're gonna keep coming after it by way of the, leg- or the uh, uh, amendment process since they have no say in the legislature
1: right What is I, the go ahead
0: go ahead seth
1: why is the left so much smarter than us so, I mean, <laughs> when i say that i mean it in jest of course but like they're going to package this abortion uh legislation in november with marijuana smoking and so you're going to get all these people out there including a lot of conservatives that want to sit down and smoke a bowl at night they're going to get them out there to vote for this thinking that we're going to legalize marijuana oh by the way we're going to start killing babies at nine months They they package things, they do things, they advertise the right way. Why aren't we doing the right things? It's very frustrating. We have committee after committee, nothing gets done in, in Washington. The conservatives seem to be somewhat lazy at this point.
4: Well... I don't know if I'd call it laziness. I do think there is a strategy um, battle that we fall short on a lot of times. I think we have the right position on things, but we don't have the right strategy for getting them advanced. And quite frankly, I do think that, you know. and I don't wanna debate the presidential politics today um, when we talk about Trump and the deep state and, and so forth. I'm sorry for the distraction, by the way, I spilled my, my Chief Wahoo cup of iced tea on my, uh, <laughs> on my desk here. Uh, so I'm cleaning it up as we speak. Thank God it missed the keyboard. So that's yeah, good, really. Um, but um, so so there, there are a lot of rhinos, and I know that's such a lazy answer, and it's the low hanging fruit. Oh, but it's reality. I mean, conservatives. If the entire Republican Party voted as conservatives and not Republicans, which there is a difference, both in the uh, Congress in D.C. and in the State House, um, there's nothing that we could, we can't do because we are a center right country. We are, there are more conservatives, I believe, in this country, but there are far too many rhinos that kind of, um, that kind of, uh, diffuse, or, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um. They, 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 boy, I'm struggling with my own vocabulary here I hate when I do that. I'm an English teacher for crying out loud but they but they they kind of they kind of uh, you know split off and separate the uh, the mission uh, and and that's why we don't get more done than we should. I think the conservative appetite is there, but there are too many rhinos pretending to be one of us that when it comes time to a vote, they vote you know Republican instead of conservative, which like our own governor yeah like our governor. Yeah, I mean, what did he, he's a perfect example. What did he do uh, on issue one? He issued about, I don't know, a month before the actual vote, he issued a, an endorsement of yes on issue one. It was like a statement that was released, like a press release or something like that, and that was it. Did he go uh, from town to town? Did he give speeches? Did he talk about the importance? Did he get out there and get the message so that Ohio centrists and and you know moderates understand why it's important to side on the yes side of this whole thing? No, he did not. He did nothing. Even though he himself is a moderate, a rhino, he did nothing to go out there and advance the cause. So he's one of the ones I was talking about when I said they're the reasons why if we lose a Second Amendment battle in the legis- in the amendment process, if we lose a The abortion battle in November, if we lose the qualified immunity or any of those things, uh, it's guys like him are going to who are going to bear the brunt of the blame.
1: So you had your viral moment with your 58 million views on your uh, your song. I had 14,000 of me yelling at uh, the Governor DeWine. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So it's not not really close, but I did yell at him one day about the mask issue because he was a a dick on that. But I I just don't like the guy. I, I, I never I haven't liked the guy for a very long time.
4: Well, you know what I, you know what I don't like about him is that he's a coward, because I had him on uh, early in the COVID uh, situation. I want to say, like April of twenty twenty. So it was like okay. you know right after the uh, you know the two weeks to just to flatten the curve a little bit and, and and all of the crap started to roll out. I called him out on so much of the crap that Amy Acton, his uh, health uh, uh, director, was spewing. And, and I did. It was on live radio on WHK. I would not let him dodge. You know, so many of these politicians, they get on, they'll get asked a question by the interviewer, and they'll answer a different question. And then they'll drag that out and filibuster until the point of, because most of the time, just a little inside baseball, the media schedulers for the uh, for the elected officials that we have on as guests, you know, they'll say, he's got to be out by X time. You know, you can have 12 minutes with him. He's got another interview waiting. Or he's got a meeting, this, that, that. So they'll try to filibuster to the end of their time without having to answer the mm-hmm. real questions. And so in the course of trying to get the answers, you know, have to interrupt sometimes. And you know it's rude, but you don't want to be rude, but you want to get the next question in, and you want to get him back on task. Well, I did that with him, and I kept him. I only had him for like 14 minutes, but I kept him for like 34 because um, uh, I just would not let him off the hook. And I, and I made sure he answered this, and then I kept bringing him back to it. Well, guess what? That was that was April of 2020. This is August of 2023. So for over three years now, every call we make to Governor DeWine's office requesting interview interview is <laughs> not a chance.
1: Yeah, he and that me, to he me is cowardly. Me. He yelled at me on the air and said that he didn't say what he said. But we had the clip of it. We had the clip of him talking yeah. about four to six weeks with the masks. And oh, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. And I think
4: I reached I shared it on social where you you did you played the clip of him that is I do remember that Seth yes so you took him to task which is why he'll never come back on now Houston I had Houston on I think twice during that period he came on I yelled at him why you know I I challenged him aggressively on these policies once and he was at least gutsy enough to come back on a second time but not since then but guess what he's going to be running for governor it's already been virtually announced uh watch and see how quickly he comes back watch out quickly oh, absolutely he, yeah and he'll put all that stuff from covid behind him and so on and so forth but but yeah i I just can't stand Republicans who are too cowardly to lead you know and mm-hmm. uh, you know they're they you know they're supposed to be conservatives they're elected overwhelmingly by conservatives but is there is there um loyalty to the conservative voters nope it's to, it's to the Republican
1: establishment donors well Bob I can't thank you enough for coming on today and I we kept you so long I, I feel bad because I know you have a family and stuff. To take care yeah. Of. My,
4: my wife, I think has texted me 14 times in the last 30 minutes. Are you almost done? You almost Sorry. Done? I apologize, but no, no, let me, let me take two more minutes. Just yeah, to promote something if I can, um, please. For, I've, I've hosted two seasons now of a streaming television show on the true blue network, true blue factual streaming. Um, which, by the way, enormous news. True Blue is about to become a fast channel, which fast is free ad-supported television. It's going to be on Roku. It's going to be on, uh, I think, Peacock and and, and Pluto and, and, and a few other ones. It's going to be enormous. Anyway, uh, we have Chris. You remember Chris Hansen taking down Predators on NBC yeah. for, for years? Well, he now does that for us. He does that on True Blue. It's called Takedown with Chris Hansen. He's busting would-be child molesters and Predators left and right. It's hugely popular. I host a show. On uh, True Blue, or I have been called uh, True Blue today, in which we talk about policing, criminal activity, the criminal justice system. It's very informative and it's very good. It's also over now after two seasons because starting in October when the Fast Channel launches, and I just want people to be on the lookout for, for, for uh, True Blue, and it's no ease. It's T-R-U-B-L-U, True Blue, no ease on the end of True or Blue. Be on the lookout because I'm going to be starting a new interview program called Deeper Dive with Bob France. And it's going to be long form interviews, kind of like what we've just done with newsmakers, with entertainers, with athletes, with politicians, with just about everybody. Um, And it's something we're very it's going to be, like I said, long form, 90 minute interview, maybe two hour interviews covering so much of like what we just did a lot of different things so if you've got uh, uh, if you would like I said just kind of keep your eyes open come October I'll be announcing more of it for True Blue on uh, on any one of your streaming services Um, so this will be free right now True Blue is $4.99 a month to get the shows that I was just talking about but uh, come October, it'll be on a fast channel. It'll be a fast channel, and you'll be able to watch it for free. It'll have ads, and, um, and it's a show called Deeper Dive with Bob France. So write it down, jot it down on a notebook, save it in your phone, or write it on the inside of your, under, uh, under, of your underwear band. Uh, but make, <laughs> sure, make sure you can find it somewhere in
1: October so you remember to look for it. That's all I got. That, that's awesome. And, of course, AM 1420, 9 to noon, mm-hmm. Monday through Friday. And, oh, that. Uh, I'm excited to be, uh, be uh, working with you so and, we're, and we're so you. glad to
4: have you man we're so glad to have now you work with me brother you're a huge you're going to be a huge part going forward of what we do i have no doubt you were a huge part of radio on that other station for so long and we're going to take advantage of your talents be ready to be work like a ready mule though because because uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take advantage of what you offer man okay we're not i'm more than ready my friend i'm more know. than ready <laughs> thanks
1: for thank you for me. coming on today man and i uh, i will not talk to you tomorrow but i will talk to you on wednesday i guess well, it looks good.
4: I look forward to that. Chris, good talking to you, brother. I yeah, appreciate nice good to, to you, man. I'd love to have you guys uh, we'll do this again
1: sometime. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, thanks Bob. Guys. You got it. All right. On. Talk to you later. Thanks. Man, that, that was good. That was entertaining, man. And I'll tell you what, the reaction from the uh,
0: audience has been fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that was fun. That was a lot I, of fun.
1: I'm glad that I only uh, crapped out. Twice? Well, one one and a half, because we took a break. So it wasn't really twice. It was like one and a half. So Technically, I wasn't missing anything
0: except for the one time. I'm just glad that I was able to just go, okay, well, let's move forward. You know, just just keep on going instead of being like, "Uh, uh," you know.
1: (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. (laughs) If it goes out again, I'm just ending the show for the night. (laughs) Beyond pissed, and I think that was fun anyways. That was. Um, And then Tony Masashi is calling me like in the middle of the show. We have a restaurant reporter that doesn't know when we're actually on doing a show. (laughs) He said that's... he was going to be at the Feast, you know, the Little Italy thing, yeah. and going to send us videos. Yeah. By the way, I'm not cutting up the show. I'm going to just post the entire damn thing, because it would take me eight years. With the internet connection that I have, I'll be downloading Bob Francis' interview until next Monday when we do the show again. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the entire show will be posted at some point tonight.
0: All right, that's good. <laughs>
1: and you know what happened also? My mouse died in the middle of talking, so then I couldn't do anything <laughs> with that. That's so that I have a mouse plugged in. I told my entire family to get off the internet.
0: Well, it seems to work. Now Now your internet's great. Oh, yeah. Now we're good. I, <laughs> I can do three more shows now. going will be yeah. fine. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> but, yeah, Bob was fantastic, man. That was fun. Yeah, that was good. Uh, I appreciate him
1: taking all that time. I didn't mean to keep him that long. I mean, that's not what I intended. Yeah, he but, seemed
0: like he was more than happy to talk.
1: Yeah, he's a, he is really, really good at what he does. Oh, yeah. You know that other station, like you said. I mean, they were just stupid to get rid of them. I mean, Mm -hmm. they do this stupid crap where they get rid of talent. And what the hell are you thinking? I know the one guy over there right now wanted to get rid of Triv. He just couldn't do it because of money.
0: Right.
1: But I mean, that's the kind of people that they are. I mean, they want to get rid of talent, and they for what reason? You're going to get rid of a guy like Bob France and put somebody in there who who doesn't know what day it is, dude. That is the underwear is, is. I wonder
0: where's older than the guy they put in to replace Bob Prince. Dude, but that's the history of Clear Channel. Clear Channel's been doing that as long as me and you were at Clear Channel. How many talented people? I, you were there a lot longer than me, but how many talented people did you see get fired? I
1: saw a ton. I saw a ton of people, and, and Bob is one of those that shouldn't have gone anywhere, and they made a huge mistake when they sure. got rid of him. And I think it was doing 9 to noon when I first started in that building, I was still working for MMS and he was doing nine to noon. He had Goldman as a producer. Goldman was one of the most brilliant guys you're ever going to meet. And he was one hell of a producer, but he's crazy. He's a crazy person, but he is brilliant. And that's why he was probably crazy, but it was a great show. And then all of a sudden it was like Jerry Springer was on, you're going, what the hell are you doing? they, (laughs) They put Bob at night. And Bob did great at night, but then with all the Indians and Cavs and stupid Yeah, he's bullshit, on once a week. Right. It, I mean, you're putting a guy with that kind of talent in a situation where you're having baseball games, 162 of them, yeah. and then Cavs games, 81 of them, when's the guy on? Yeah.
3: Like and that guy once, has twice a week has too most. much.
1: He has got too much talent to do post-game. Uh, crap for, for for sporting events. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad that he found a good place to go, and I'm really happy to be a part of it. To be honest.
0: Absolutely. And, I mean, dude, it, it's always been that way, though. I, I know the other piece that I have always hated about, Clear Channel specifically, but I, I'll be honest, I'll say CBS as well because they fired me too. Same sort of deal. The loyalty level is absolutely none. You know, when, when we got when i was doing the metal show and we got fired from mms the reason we got fired was because they fired matt who was the web guy and they were going to some corporate website thing so matt's position got eliminated it wasn't because he was doing a bad job or anything it was just they eliminated his position to go with the whoever the corporate clear channel or at the yeah clear channel person was that was doing all the Remember when they had that big shift from everybody having their own website to then it became clear channel slash WMMS or clear channel slash WMJI or remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, well, Matt, Matt was the victim of that. They fired Matt. Then they reach out to me and say, well, would you want to still do your show? But without him. <laughs> and I was like, he brought me into this. Right. You know, he brought me into this. You guys fucked him and I'm." I was trying to go the whole show, <laughs> uh, you know, but, but, um, you know, they literally asked me to betray my friend that brought me into commercial radio in Cleveland. Yes. And, and it, it was, infuri- there's no loyalty at all. None at all. None. Now they didn't um, even look at me like that might've been wrong.
1: It's hey, crazy. It was, Bob, it was Bob's show recorded for podcasts. Can't listen at 9am. I guess it is a will be podcast. Uh, I'm still learning how to do that. It's funny. I do a podcast and I podcast the podcast, um, but there it's a little bit different. So I'm still learning how to do that. But somebody will podcast the show. Yes, a
0: podcast every day,
1: so you can go back. To Whk, uh, you can listen to a uh,
0: Bob show whenever you want. I'll see if I can't figure out the RSS feed for it, and I'll put it on the Seth Williams show page. That'd be cool. That if you're going nice. to be on it, why not? It's the Seth Williams show. Yeah, it's your show. Look, yeah, you know. So we'll put it on there. But yeah,
1: right. There's zero loyalty, and I, look. And I'm not even complaining so much about them because, you know, when it comes to money, I realize that you know they don't want to pay, and, and that's that's one thing, I, I guess. But you, at what point? At what point do you say, "All right, we're just stupid," because if you pay a little bit more, it pays off in the long run. Yeah. So you may have to pay a little bit more for talent, but it pays off in the long run with commercials, with with sponsors, yeah. with everything else. It pays off. I mean, got paid a lot of money. Why? Because he brought in a ton of money. The same thing goes with people like Bob Pratt. He's good at what he does, so he will bring in money to you. So you pay him. Pay the right. man. You pay the guys on the Guardians or whatever you want to call them. Because if they hit home runs, they bring people to the stands. You're making money off of them. So you yeah. pay them what, they're, what they deserve.
0: Mm-hmm. But radio is a. I'll tell you where where this all falls apart, though, dude. And you may disagree. You may not. The problem with radio is there's too many guys that are willing to do it for no money. Well, that's just it. That's the. You know, there's not enough guys that'll sit that'll stand up and say, you know what, I'm not doing it for fifty bucks a shift. You know, there there's way too. And and you've known a million. You you did twenty years. Twenty five. Right? 25 years, 24 years. You saw 500 guys that were willing to take $50 a shift just to say, just so that they could put on their MySpace or Facebook page that they're a DJ at WMMS or WTAM. Without a doubt. I mean, look, at this point in my life, I wish I was making a lot more
1: money than I am. Yeah. I'm doing it because I love what I do. And I'm Mm -hmm. hoping that it goes further and I can continue to progress at this station and, and make more money. But you're right. I mean, there are people out there that are just willing to do it for next to nothing. Yeah.
0: So. For, for status. For There's so many people that are will. The ones that always get me are the guys that they get hired in and they do like, and I know we're pulling the curtain back probably more than we're supposed to, but the the people that, that come in and they they'll like voice track two weeks worth of stuff oh, in condition. like an eight-hour day. And they'll literally take $150 to voice track two weeks worth of programming for eight stations yep. for $150. It's like, come on, you know, pay these guys what they're worth. Make, make them a personality so that people people can't wait to turn it on. You know, Bob doing his show on, on WHK. I guarantee you, I, I have no idea of ratings because uh, I I'm out of that world, kind of. But I'm going to let's just say Bob has 100,000 listeners because I've made it probably more. But let's say he has 100,000 listeners that listen to him every day from nine to noon. Probably half or more are going to be waiting to hear him. Oh, yes. They're not just tuning in because it's what's on the radio. They're tuning in to hear him. And for some reason, programmers never see that program radio programmers always just seem to think well we'll just stick another body in there and it's like you learn real fast and you know this as as somebody that did this work when you put on a best of you get no listeners none and it's like well wait a minute still the same programming it's just it's still the same guy even but the minute you say hey it's the best of mike (laughs) trevisano off you know (laughs) People turn it off and you get like one fifth of the numbers, which just goes to prove that the personalities drive money. Yes. Without a doubt. No
1: doubt. No doubt at all. Uh, we got to take a break. We haven't taken okay. one in forever. So um, thanks to Bob again for coming on. I, I, you said thank you for having me. I, I can't thank Bob enough for coming yeah, on. Yeah, no okay, That was great. So we'll take a quick break and uh, we'll be back in just a couple and talk about what's coming up on Wednesday. All right. Cool. Hang on.
2: It is time to save America and stop funding woke corporations. Shop with merchants that share your values today. Get all the great products you buy online anyway from Mammoth Nation. Visit the online store today at us.cmspn.com and save money while helping to fend off enemies of our way of life. We can't expect change until we make changes ourselves. Shop Mammoth Nation today.
3: Are you looking for a way to support the seth williams show
2: get
4: your seth williams show merchandise today from coffee mugs to clothing and everything in between our high quality merch is the perfect way for you to not only support the show but show everyone what is the greatest show going today just go to shop.thesethwilliams now
3: shop around and buy some great merchandise from the seth williams show shop today
0: What separates Triv's restaurant in Strongsville from everybody else? Some restaurants you go to, to eat the same thing over and over and over. But then there are restaurants like Triv's where you want to go there every single time and eat something different until you have eaten every single item on the menu. Why? Because the food's delicious and it has been for almost a quarter of a century. TRIVS has amazing food, outstanding service, and an opportunity for you to have private dining, special events, and intimate occasions. You can enjoy a memorable, fine dining experience in your own dedicated, intimate space. Visit TRIVS in the heart of Strongsville. Call now for reservations, 440-238-8830. TRIVS in Strongsville. Joe Burdick custom flags are amazing. Each flag is handcrafted to reflect the imperfect perfection, making each piece of patriotic wall art unique. This is a local small business, veteran owned and proud. Joe Burdick creates symbolic artwork that is built to last. Display your spirit, pride and patriotism by calling 440 305 2065 and let Joe's Flags serve you. 440 305 2065 Joe Burdick Flags. Let me introduce you to Charlie's Auto Repair. Any car, any truck, any problem, Charlie's does it right. You know how it is, the check your engine light comes on, you put air in the tires and the light is still on. That's Charlie's Auto Repair, 13728 Madison in Lakewood. Charlie can do it all, from small engine repair to fleet maintenance and system diagnostics. 216-470-0170. Charlie's Auto Repair. Let Charlie make your car great once again.
1: Right back here on the Bob France show. I mean, <laughs> the Seth Williams show. Don't People mix love it up Bob, man. It was amazing. I kept looking at the number and I'm going, yep, beep, beep, beep. That's People good. love Bob. And that's good. That's awesome. So, again, appreciate him coming on. Absolutely. But that was, that was fun. Again, the reaction was great. Uh, Scott says, you, I think my mouse is working. Yeah, there you go. You better play more sound effects than you did before, Seth. Bob plays a lot of his own stuff. Does he do it from a studio or does he do it from home? Well, I mean, I don't want to get into the. You know, he does. He's a, He has his own private studio, if you will. Okay. Where he uh, does his stuff. So he. Uh, okay. But, yeah, I mean, he's he, he's man. I'll tell. You, one of the hardest working guys that I've ever seen in radio, as far as prep is concerned. Sure. I will say this. I felt bad sometimes for his producers because. He'd come in and say, okay, I need this, 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 print it out, print print this out because he knows what he wants. And that's Mm -hmm. how I've always said some of the or the best guys in radio are not crazy, but they're that alpha mentality because Mm -hmm. they know what they want. They know how to do it and it needs to get done. Sure. And my job as a producer is to make sure that it gets done. Right. And that's why Trip would yell at me a lot, because sometimes things didn't get done. Right. Um, but you, that's my job, is to make sure that everything is, is going mm-hmm. well and happy for the the host of the show. Yeah. But the they would of have the show. of
0: paper like this. Sure. <laughs> the host of the show doesn't even want to look for a paper. He just wants to be able to go, ah, here it is. You know, yes. you know, it just needs to be in front of him. No matter. You have to almost be a mind reader. to be To be a great producer, you have to be a mind reader as much as you have to be. Organized because you have to know where he's going. I finally
1: got my shit together when it came to the last show. When I realized, what what am I doing? If he's asking for something and I can't find it, who cares? Yeah, just make it happen, make it happen. Mm -hmm. That's the the, the goal, make it happen, right? And so, you know, first time caller Jim, uh, who I loved dearly, yes, Jim would give for you know, the story right. at five o'clock, six o'clock in the morning. And Trevor called me and said, Hey, uh, find this story. And I'd look for six hours and there would be nothing on it. Nothing. There's no, the story doesn't exist. Right. <laughs> and so finally I would just say, all right, enough. And I wrote up a story that was what Jim told him about. And then I made it up. I had it recorded. And then I put it in front of him and said, here you go. New story. It's on button number one. Yes. <laughs> 14 aliens came down, abducted the Cavaliers, and sexually prodded them. That's the story you wanted. It happened. It's on button number one. There you go.
0: <laughs> because my job is to just make it happen. Don't yeah. ask questions. Just do it. And the worst thing that could happen during his show is if he was like, hey, where's that story about? And then, and then you're everybody's fumbling around looking for it.
1: Yeah. Now, sometimes he would screw with Carmen and just say, find the story, and he knew that it didn't exist. And right. Carmen would, well, huh? what? do what now? <laughs> <laughs> it's Saturday, isn't it? I mean, yeah, he would have no idea what to, go, what to do. But that's what makes a good host like Bob. Sure. Being prepared, knowing what they want, being educated on it, and mm-hmm. getting it done. Um, Wednesday. Yes. For all the people that call me a racist and a horrible person. Okay. Uh, we are going to have Khalid Namar on. Khalid Alrighty. DeMar from Americans for Prosperity in Ohio. I'm going to talk about the city of Cleveland. I'm not, I'm always joking when people call me a racist. Jim calls me a Nazi. Right. So I apologize. Uh, but Khalid DeMar is actually, I, I met him recently and he's a very good guy. Okay. And he's going to, we'll talk a little bit about what you know, the failing, I guess, of issue one means. And we'll talk now, about what is
0: his organization again?
1: Um Americans for Prosperity, Ohio. And, and he what, is the grassroots they, engagement director.
0: And what do they do? Do you know? Do you know what uh, they that I'm gonna have to do. look
1: into? But you can go to americansforprosperity.org
0: Prosperity dot
1: Americans for I'm sorry, see? Jim corrected me. Not a racist, a Nancy. All right, thank you, Jim. Uh, so he will be on on Wednesday to talk about okay. the city of cleveland uh zach reed is going to be on in the next couple of weeks all right well. former city councilman now he works with the uh
0: administration with what administration the cleveland administration
1: uh, mayor bibb
0: administration oh so no comment no comment no comment no comment <laughs> yeah i don't think we're getting really a lot out of
1: that and he's basically told me that but i want to catch up with zach just to see how he's doing because some of these guys. I talked to Polensik off the air today and said yeah. hi to him, Mike Polensik, city council guy. Polensik and I have always gotten along. Sure. Polensik is an old school Democrat. Okay. And so he is from the generation of Democrats who had a head semi screwed on.
3: Mm-hmm. He's
1: okay. You can talk to him and have a conversation. You may disagree with some of his points, but he still is, um, you're able to understand him. Right. And you can have a discussion without yelling and screaming and losing your mind and thinking that everything is going to go crazy. So unlike Zach. But I just want to catch up with Zach because Zach is a friend as well. And he's agreed to come on. I don't think he's going to talk about the problems that are going on, the guns being taken away. But I think he is going to update us on some of the good things that are going to be going on in the city of Cleveland. And so I'm interested to hear that stuff too.
0: Well, I know I'm I am very rarely one that wants the call in advance to kind of talk through the show. As I'm sure you figured out, I'm not that guy. That's one I'll take the call in advance because I think <laughs> I think I could cause your your friendship to end in like 2 seconds by asking <laughs> yeah. him a bunch of bad call, bad questions that the, that he's not going to want to hear. Well, and that's just it. I mean, I want
1: to get into the What's going on? Why are you taking our guns? Kind of, you know, questions and stuff like that. And why are there, there's so much violence in the streets of Cleveland. But if he doesn't want to go that way, I understand. I mean, that's, he's got a job. I mean, so. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm not trying to get the guy but fired. I just We'll talk
1: about a guy in Zach that, since I got sick, has reached out to me to see sure. how I was doing. Every single holiday, I get a text from Zach saying, hey, hope you and your family. And it's not just a mass text. Like, hope you and your mm-hmm. family are doing good, Seth. Happy Easter, whatever it is. So I respect him as a person, maybe not as a politician. I don't like his views. Sure. But I respect him as a person and as a friend. And so I'd like to catch up with him and just say hi.
0: Yeah. No, that will be cool. Uh, Again, I don't, I, I'm not trying to get anybody fired, but you're going to definitely have to tell me what I can and cannot (laughs) say because, you know, I will say exactly what I've been saying about, about the guns. I'll hold up my gun and I'll say, are you coming to get it? Here it is.
1: <laughs> and then um, I have been in contact with people talking to uh, get Jim Renacy back on the show.
0: Yeah, that'd be great.
1: And somebody else to talk about the uh, November ballot. Yeah, I guess we have election. to start now, don't we? We do, because early voting is going to start before you know it. And if the conservatives, the Republicans in the state, in the city, which... In the city, there doesn't appear to be a whole lot, but in the state, if they don't start getting out and voting early, then we're gonna have some headaches.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe
1: they'll smoke that weed as they're pulling babies out of nine months and slaughtering them. Yeah, um, so you know, we do need to do something. Yeah. Let's get out and vote, you know. You got to get out and do something I, again. I, I do believe, as I said at the beginning of Bob's interview, I think we're at a tipping point,
0: yeah.
1: And I, think I don't we're- think you know, I, we had this caller today, like I said earlier, but. Said it's gonna be a black versus white in the streets. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. This is a good versus evil, right versus wrong.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They're attacking our children, they're attacking a normal way of life. Sure. And what is normal? What is normal is men get changed in men's locker rooms, women in women's locker rooms, and kids don't deal with sex until they get older. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> well, that's that's a, normal. That's... Well, it used to be normal. Now that's a foreign foreign concept, man. But there's a lot of things, whether it's the green energy stuff
1: that we're not prepared to handle here in this country and uh, is a farce in my opinion, but now we're banned on YouTube. Um, (laughs) All this stuff, we're at a tipping point, and something's got to give. Right. So I'm interested to talk to people like Jim and AC and other people to see what, what they think is in store. Of course. MS Chris has no filter.
0: No, there's truth to that.
1: (laughs) The political cycle never ends.
0: No, it doesn't. No, it really doesn't.
1: I'm happy that Bob didn't want to get into the... President? President stuff. Yeah. I I wanted to go there a little bit, but again, I feel so bad. I'm going to have to apologize like crazy to him on Wednesday. I have a doctor's appointment I got to go to tomorrow, so I'm not going to be doing the show. But going forward... Yeah. uh, I'm gonna be doing the show, you know, running the show for Bob anyways. Mm-hmm. Um I'm gonna to have to apologize for keeping him as long as we did. Because I feel really bad as wife. Well, already, how long did you tell him? You're gonna be fifteen minutes?
3: Well, I,
1: I we only generally our guests are on for like what half half hour, hour. tops yeah. and he was on for
0: an hour. And a half. <laughs> he was on for what, an hour fifteen? Yeah, yeah, but but, I, but but you know But he had so much good stuff to say. And it's not like I mean dude you know this you've done a million interviews when a guest is ready to go they start giving you the answers that tell you it's time to wrap it up he wasn't doing right. that at all he was still giving full long answers that's cuz he's a good talk show host well it's also because he wasn't was the... he wasn't feeling like he was like overburdened by the interview either um
1: we had a request
0: hang on mm.
2: oh my god Staples actually
0: sells staples. She she makes a good point. She does. Tip of the spear, as they say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I want to put my address on top of that sign that she's running towards, though. (laughs) Kidding. I'm I'm a happily happily married man. Yeah, please. You ain't kidding. If my wife was into it, maybe. She might give you a pass. No, I would saying like, you know, she was into it.
0: She might give you a pass. She might say, hey. All right. See, see, we have
1: we have a great guest on now. We're going straight down the team. You, <laughs> you played the clip, not me. I played the clip and it was a request. That's all it was. Hey, you play a
0: sexual clip, you're gonna get me to react. I am a perv. And my wife chimes in. <laughs>
1: I missed the beginning. See, well, we've it seen
0: happened it in the now. beginning of the
1: show, is my internet died? And yeah, now it's that's been not... fine. Ever since then, the beginning of the show, you heard Seth going. Uh, uh, hey, uh, hey, uh, uh, uh. My dad <laughs> says that I should call them and say I'm losing money because of it. He's not
0: wrong. What are they going to give me? A, a dollar and a half for having to reboot my computer? Yeah, but that's not the point. The point is is it, it, it takes away from the professionalism of the show that you're presenting as a business that you're trying to build. I just played a girl running towards a sign that says dicks, and you're going to talk about the professionalism of the show? Yes. <laughs> She's looking for a fishing rod. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> or some kind of rod. But yeah, a, a rod indeed. Yes.
1: All right, we got one more break here to get in. We're okay. Get done, and then uh, we can... I got to listen to Tony's voicemail. See, I want to know if these, our restaurant reporter got his videos of the. uh, Seth, I got these videos.
0: I don't know how to get them to you.
1: (laughs) So this is going to be a quick break though. Quick break. And then we're going to come back and do whatever. Finish it up. Yes. Hang on
0: there's no place like home and whether it's furniture artwork home accessories appliances or that one-of-a-kind collectible yellow brick road online auctions allows you to find everything you need from the comfort of your own home the owner of yellow brick road auctions has been conducting online estate auctions for over eight years by providing homeowners with a
3: stress-free process to liquidate all items that have accumulated over the years
2: i'm melissa Mendisi, owner of yellow brick road auctions Log on today to find your heart's desire. Hey, it's Seth.
1: I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international support to pressure. Good point. I'll lead it. <laughs> yeah.
0: He's got a point, right? Oh. He does. Only he knows it, but he has a
1: point. So, did you hear about the, uh, the Chinese now? They're rewriting the Bible.
0: Yeah, you sent me the clip. I did not watch it. What what are they What are they saying now? That that instead well, of slaying
1: the Chinese Marxist fascist whatever party is now rewriting the Bible, um, I guess to fit their own whatever's, and now they have made Jesus a murderer. I guess the part where he says, "Ye or he who has not sinned, cast the first stone." Okay. Yeah. Um, at that point, he picks up a bunch of stones and starts stoning a woman to death. Ah.
0: Huh. Um, and what prompted this change?
1: I, I don't know. I mean,
0: because the Chinese don't like us? Well, or I, I don't would... Like I, I, or they don't like our uh,
1: religion? Or they don't like...
0: So Because
1: the world is crazy, and this is exactly what I'm talking about. And it's not just here in America that we're all messed up no it's It's everywhere. everywhere sure and we have a president who's in bed with the chinese who's trying to change the bible there's an attack on men there's an attack on christianity there's an attack on women there's an attack in this country that's going on from all angles hitting good people and morals and values square in the face right and when i Feel like I'm going off the edge and I post up on Facebook like I did like a week or so ago. It's because that's what's going on. We are literally heading over the, the cliff of sanity. Mm-hmm. And it is an attack on people like you and me who are fairly good people. When I say that we're not murderers. We're not rapists. We're not, we're mm-hmm. not racist, horrible people. We are, are good people. And there's an yeah. attack on Christians. There's an attack on all this stuff. And it's kind of scary, and I don't know what we do. Sure.
0: What Bible is it? I mean, is it the St. James Version? Is it the... Uh, is it the... Uh, I don't know what other versions there are. There's more than one version, though. I know that, but, you know, is, is or is there? Is there... I don't know. Is there a Chinese version of the Bible?
1: I wasn't aware Chinese believed in the Christian Bible. You know. However, the number of Chinese people that believe in the Bible are growing. Yeah. I, I don't know i don't I don't know, but the the point is not necessarily that they're even changing the point is that there's an attack on values across the world,
0: yeah, and well, we just gotta stand our ground.
1: That's what we do, and Gunner's right, they also made a deal with the Vatican, yeah, well, the
0: Vatican's always been a bag of shit
1: is there any hope for the world uh, I don't know, no. <laughs> You know, one of the interesting things that I do get to do when I'm working up at the station, not only do I do Bob stuff now mm-hmm. anyways, in the morning, which is great. Yeah, It's a great shift, and I love the hours, and it's fun. And listen to him. I mean, I'm smarter for it. Sure. Um, but one of the other things I get to do is, on like, Sunday nights, I'm up there, and I work, and I'm doing other things for the station. And one of the things I, I do is I... I listen and run shows for some pastors in the area Mm -hmm. on 1220 not just 1420 but on 1220 and you know i get into some not on the air but some pretty deep discussions with these guys about what's going on and about why is this a sign Mm
0: -hmm.
1: of what's coming right and i know we're even talking to flat earth guy who's also a pastor by the way that there is something coming sure whether it's biblical or what we're headed in a direction that isn't going to to be good
0: well he said what two years Who? he said something um pastor mike yeah he said two years something something well he said in the
1: fall something was going
0: to be happening. Oh, it's this fall oh boy. yeah so he might have two weeks
1: and there are passages, I guess, in the Bible that point to, you know, some of this stuff coming.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, it's really, like, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I used to go to Bible study. Sure. I went, in my path of life, I went from one extreme to another. I went from, hey, I'm going to party and I was having a great time doing all the, everything I could get my hands on. And then I went to, I'm engaged to a girl. We went to Bible study three times a week. I went to church. A couple times a week. And, you know, it was one of those churches where the hands are in the air, people Mm -hmm. are holding the hands, there's electric guitars and drums playing, and it's one hell of a a service. Sure. To going, all right, well, there's got to be kind of like a happy medium (laughs) between what I was doing and then what I ended up doing. And so I kind of merged the two and still believe. uh, Of course, I'm a believer in in God. And I I try to educate myself on, on stuff like that but I'm not what I used to be as far as studying the Bible, but these guys know what they're, they're saying and they are pointing at things that are, it doesn't look good. No. And I'd rather be prepared. I'm just being honest. I'd rather be prepared and I'm sorry for everything that I've done and hope that you know, it can't hurt me. So apologize I, and take that side of things.
0: See, I, I'm still the opposite. I'm hoping for the meteor that they somehow didn't see coming. (laughs) Boom, done. (laughs) Just gone. Gone in an instant. If you don't
1: believe, though, and then there is a God, and he says, dude, what what were you thinking? What the hell are you doing? Yeah. I'd rather believe and be saying, hey, look, I I sucked as a person. I'm sorry about it.
0: (laughs) Because... I'd like to be prepared for that instant yeah, but most most biblical teachings that you'll get will tell you that believing's not enough. <sighs> almost all of them say you, you gotta you gotta be actively worshiping and putting your putting your life in God's hands more or less you gotta be you gotta be close to the guy that most people would say is crazy in order to in order to make it
1: and I don't want to screw up anything that I have, but I have heard uh, a pastor talk. I won't say where. Yeah. Um, but I heard this pastor talk, and man, he was really, really rude to people, really rude, saying stuff like, you don't know what you're talking about unless mm-hmm. you get saved, unless you're born again, you're going straight to hell. Yeah. If you're gay, you're going straight to hell. And, and I'm sitting there going, who the hell are you? You know, I know a lot of people that are, are gay and and or whatever. I may not agree with their lifestyle, but I know that they're good people. I know that they're very good people. Sure. I know that they are caring, a lot more caring than some of the straight people that I know. And mm-hmm. just because I don't believe in the lifestyle and it may go against my beliefs, doesn't mean that I think God is all of a sudden just gonna strike them down. I'd like to believe that yeah. God is a little bit more forgiving than that.
0: Yeah, but then but then they'll quote the the verse about laying down with, you know, don't lay down with, you know, this or that. Look, or I whatever. understand.
1: And I understand what it says in the Bible and I get that. But I guess my point is I don't think it's some pastor's job to sit there and start putting people down. See, but they'll now, tell also, you that
0: but they'll tell you that, that absolutely is their job.
1: But see, I, I disagree with the, that. Also. They
0: will tell you that if they don't Honestly, and, and believe dude, I am not preaching this from a place of believing this. I'm just saying that this is what a lot of and I know you religious agree. people people think is that you gotta be you gotta be that side of Sherry Phelps Roper and the Westboro Baptist Church to get to heaven. There's a lot of people that believe you gotta be that intense. And you have a theology degree, right? I do. I do have a theology degree. And so I
1: understand that. But I guess my point is, ultimately, I think that's God's judgment and that, mm-hmm. you know, we're all going to face mm-hmm. something when we die or we're not. <laughs> there's no. people out there, Obviously, they don't believe that there's any God and we're just all going to you know, and you're going to be dead and gone. And nothing's going to yeah. happen to you. But ultimately, I believe that there is a God. And ultimately, I believe sure. that is the judgment that I face. And I'm going to have to say, hey, look, I may not have been the best person ever. I did a lot of stupid things. Look at my phone
0: (laughs) to be ashamed about. Look Um, at the dicks commercial. You keep playing. (laughs) Right. God forbid. I am.
1: If I know that I'm going, I'm clearing my browser history, like right then and there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I I hope that when I face God, I'm able to say, look, man, I'm really Mm. sorry that I wasn't everything that you wanted me to be, but I wasn't. I still care. Mm and i'm still I consider myself a good person
0: my best hope is that if if there is a god and if there is the pearly gates and all that stuff that what what the god would want is not a blind a blind follower somebody that just picks a cause and follows it blindly but questions it and and tries their best to to live within the construct of it but i mean nobody can live within the Nobody can live rationally, reasonably, in in the in the construct of biblical prophecy or well, any prophecy, even like the Quran. I mean, we look at the we look at the Muslims that follow the Quran to the letter of the law as kooks, right? I mean, that's kind of what we've always sort of thought. But to them, to the Osama bin Laden followers of the world. They think that they're doing exactly what they were taught to do by the Quran. I'll take the 18 virgins, that's for sure. Well, it's 72,
1: but who's counting? 72. Um, (laughs) Whatever. 18's enough for me. The more the Uh, merrier. When I was talking to that pastor, though, he was saying that he'd talked to uh, somebody who was reading a Bible. Mm -hmm. And he asked, what are you doing? What are you reading in the Bible for? And the guy said, well, I'm just trying to figure everything out. And he looked at the guy and said, "You can't figure it out by just reading the Bible." Yeah. Well, who the hell are you again to sit there and say what this guy's trying to figure out? He's trying to figure. He's trying to find God. Let him do it. And to put somebody down for that, I, I I don't, I I can't get
0: behind. Yeah, I'm with you. Believe me, dude. The biggest thing, the biggest thing that my religion degree, my degree in theology taught me, was not to believe in it, because it's all. It's all so, I don't know, it's also based in, if you really look at it, it's also based in money, especially Catholicism. I mean,
1: there's it nothing is that, now, but I don't think it
0: was. In I world think world it was. always was. Absolutely. Did you go back to the um, you go back to the Crusades? What were the Crusades? The Crusades were in the name of God. We're in the name of of we have to we have to collect. We have to collect believers and money. In the name of the Lord. That's what they were doing. That's why they were going from country to country. It's been that way as long as there has been organized religion. There's been somebody killing somebody to make you believe it. It's it's always been that way. Well, I know that I'll be praying. It is what it is. And I didn't mean to turn this into. <laughs> I, all of a sudden we got really deep. Yeah, I didn't mean to go all of a sudden all crusades-y on you. But <laughs> I great interview with Bob Francis getting deep on religion. Just, <laughs>
1: whatever.
0: Well, see, most people know me as the fuck you guy. They don't think of me as like yeah. having any knowledge of this stuff.
1: <laughs> well, you know what I have to say to that? What is that?
2: Oh, oh, my God. Staples actually sells staples.
1: All right. Khalid Namar, Americans for Prosperity, Ohio, grassroots uh, engagement director I'm going to be on on Wednesday. Cool. And I uh, don't know what else we're going to be doing, but we'll have some fun. Very uh, good. God willing, we'll talk to you then. Thanks, everybody, for listening tonight. Uh, thanks for everybody. Uh, thanks to Bob for coming on and spending Absolutely. some great time with us. Uh, I will try to get that show post or this show posted as quickly as possible. Cool, cool. And you, Chris, have a great night. And God willing, I'll talk to you guys soon.
0: Yep, See you uh, Wednesday.
1: See ya.